Writing Matters with Dr. Troy Hicks is a writable podcast. Find more episodes and subscribe on your favorite platforms. And if you want to learn how to grow great writers, check out writable.com. In this episode of Writing Matters, we speak with Brad Curry, who is currently the Director of Planning, Research, and Evaluation for the Chester School District in Chester, New Jersey. Brad is an award-winning educator who has spent more than 19 years as a coach, teacher, and administrator. And his mantra for this year when working with other educators is to validate their practices, invite them to reflect on their own learning, and to evolve as educators. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to this episode of Writing Matters. Today, we're speaking with Brad Curry, who is currently in his third year as Director of Education in Chester, New Jersey. He was a 2017 winner of the National Assistant Principal of the Year. He's a co-author of the book Tech Request, a guide for coaching educators in a digital world, and is also a consultant with EvolvingEducators.com. Welcome, Brad. Thanks for having me, Troy. I really appreciate your time. I think we've only been able to meet once quickly in person, um, but I follow your work and I appreciate the work that you do. And I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about writing and technology. But before we get into all that, tell us a little bit more about yourself. This is, How have you gotten to this point where you are at as an educator? Absolutely. This is my uh, 19th year in education, believe it or not. Um, it's, it's been pretty special. Uh, started out as a uh, social studies teacher and computer applications teacher uh, at the middle school level. Um, did that for about eight or nine years, transitioned uh, to the world of administration as a vice principal and athletic director, um, did that for about uh, four or five years, and for the last uh, six, seven years, I have been a um, supervisor of instruction and now director of education for the Chester School District in Chester, New Jersey, a phenomenal place uh, with tremendous um, colleagues who really understand what it means to um, impact student achievement. And I've been very fortunate to be in Chester. And um, outside of that work in Chester, um, I really have a passion for uh, social media, technology, leadership. And uh, for the past five years, have been involved with uh, Evolving Educators, uh, with Scott Rocco and Billy Krakauer, where we work with um, leaders, teachers, uh, educators from all walks of life as they look to expand their influence uh, in the digital world. And uh, I've been very fortunate to do that. I've also um, co-moderated, co-founded a, a Twitter chat called SatChat, which takes place every Saturday morning on Twitter, where uh, hundreds of educators from around the world get together and share best practices about a given topic. So I've been very, very fortunate. Um, uh, in my during my time as an educator these past 19 years to be involved in so many great opportunities and, and look to, to get continue to do that, uh, not only on this great podcast, but um, in other uh, venues as well. That's amazing. Well, and certainly you've created many of those opportunities. And in particular, it's interesting you mentioned SatChat. I was just introducing Twitter to my pre-service teachers yesterday. And uh, trying to talk to them about some of the great chats and opportunities that are out there. So it's good to know that you're still promoting and encouraging that. And uh, thank you for the work that you do. 
So one of the questions we've been trying to ask our, our guests this uh, fall and thinking about um, the work that they do as writing teachers is about a favorite assignment. And even though you're not necessarily teaching writing on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, but you, you're a former social studies teacher and you've worked with many teachers, have you heard an interesting writing prompt or assignment or, or if you were back in the classroom and were able to work with students right now, what would you ask them to do? Is there anything that you would want students to be writing about that uh, might catch their interest in yours too? Yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate, um, you know, as an administrator in my role as an administrator now to be in classrooms every day. Um, I visit hundreds of classrooms uh, every school year and, you know, more often than not, no matter what the subject is, um, students are writing um, about what they are learning. And, and, and it's pretty neat to see how that takes place in different classrooms, in different subject areas. You know, I, I look at, uh, you know, Joe Pizzo's classroom in seventh grade language arts where they're, you know, they are learning about uh, public service announcements and writing public service announce, announcements and then visiting um, the local radio stations and, and um, being able to get on air and, and tell the world, tell the community about their uh, public service announcements. Um, I, I, I think about people like Diane Bassanese, who is a special education teacher in sixth grade language arts, and how she leverages Google Docs to um, not only um, promote students' um, work, but get students to really write um, using digital tools, but that feedback component and using the comment feature of Google Docs to provide uh, immediate feedback uh, to the writing process. Um, that, that's pretty neat. I get to see that often, um, and, and that's pretty special. Um, you get down into the elementary schools. We were in a K-8 district. You know, I look at um, teachers like Jackie Epler, who um, continuing to, to push the envelope with writing, both in the physical and in digital worlds and, and um, getting kids excited about reading and writing. Um, I think that's important too. You got, again, going back to Jack Epler's class, they're doing um, Google Hangouts and mystery Skypes with authors from different parts of the world. Um, and kids, kids really get into that, are engaged, and they continue to read and write at high levels because of those connections with authors. Um, so, so really, um, you know, that's, that's what I see as an observer of writing. And as, as a, um, as, as looking into the research of writing, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the work that you've done over the years or the work that, that Kristen Turner has done over the years, um, I, I really um, try to dig into that and, and understand it and, and share that knowledge. But you look at, at uh, the research of John Hattie and visible learning, um, you know, and how, how, what does writing look like as it relates to research? You know, he talks about, you know, the jigsaw method, how that has a, has a high effect size. What does writing look like when, when students are involved in jigsawing um, and summarization and, and feedback and concept mapping and, and technology and writing um, has, has a high effect size. So th those sorts of things I, I continually look at, I share with, with our staff, with our colleagues, make it a point in our conversations, uh, whether formal or informal, and just try to, you know, as, as myself, get better as a reader and writer. And, and, a, and a researcher of reader and reading and writing, just continually researching those best practices. Um, I just really think it's an exciting time in education um, from a, a reading and writing standpoint and what kids are able to do uh, from a student voice perspective and being able to 
get their thoughts down um, in, in many ways, um, you know, whether it's voice to text or, um, you know, receiving feedback from, from a teacher or from a, uh, another, another student. Uh, it's, just, it's just a really cool time. That's amazing. And uh, of the educators you just mentioned, I'm thinking about my own Twitter feed and thinking, yep, yeah. I see, see them out there. They're participating too. I'm wondering if you might talk even a little bit more because obviously you're very experienced at building a school culture, supporting teachers in these ways. And I'm wondering how you do that. What does that look like? You mentioned a little bit about how you maybe have formal and informal conversations. Do you have some other specific strategies, especially as they relate to the teaching of writing and the integration of technology? Are there moves that you make during your faculty meetings or during professional development events? Are there ways that you as a professional development specialist and leader really encourage and bring the voice of teachers out? I'd love to hear some particular strategies if you have any to share. Yeah, I really, you know, kind of look at this through the lens of how would, how would uh, I be motivated? Um, how do other people motivate me to, to, to be a better person and educator? And um, it goes back to connections, right? Being able to connect with your colleagues, with um, those that lead you. Um, and so I really make it a point to, you know, connect with, with my colleagues to, to understand um, what makes them tick, who they are as people outside of, of the school setting. Um, I, I really enjoy uh, talking with people and um, sharing their stories, sharing their accomplishments. Um, and I think, you know, once people understand that you're on their side, that you're rooting for them, um, you're able to work together and, and do bigger and better things. And so um, that's, that's my number one priority as an educator, as a leader. And then that, that, that will trickle down into, you know, faculty meetings and um, workshops and things. And, and um, you know, we have talented people in Chester. There's talented teachers everywhere. I believe every teacher on this planet has something great to share, is, is doing great things, and people need to know about it. Um, and, you know, just because you work with somebody, whether it's at the university level or secondary, elementary, um, you really don't know what goes on inside of their own classroom and uh, people need to know about it and understand what is going on and, 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 and maybe take an idea or two from their colleague and, and try to make it their own in, in their own educational setting to impact uh, student achievement. I really think, you know, at faculty meetings, um, we've, you know, when I was at the school level and, and had a, a hand in, in faculty meetings, we really tried to make it um, less about the agenda and more about um, sharing best practices. Um, and maybe we had the, the faculty meeting in an actual, you know, group gathering, or maybe it was virtual, you know, that, that sort of thing. In service days, um, really try to, again, I'm in classrooms all the time. I see great things. I will mention to, to my colleagues, hey, you know, would you consider um, providing a, a workshop at our next in-service day? And that, that sort of thing. So just... Um, empowering teachers to and supporting teachers to share what's going on in their own classrooms with others um, within their building and their district and extending that out. You know, you talk about Twitter and, and social media. We have a large group of, um, of my colleagues that are constantly on social media sharing the wonderful things they're doing. 
Um, and then they get out there and say, all right, I'm sharing, but I can also learn from others from around the world. And so that, that's how we get better um, as educators. That's how we can have a voice. And that's how we, you know, support each other and empower each other. Just, um, you know, connections and then um, supporting and promoting and branding and, and that kind of thing. Um, it's, just, it's a really uh, cool time here in education. And I really hear echoes across what you're trying to do for educators and then the way you talked about what educators are doing for their students. So in mm -hmm. your practice as an administrator, you are genuinely modeling the types of pedagogy that you would hope to see in their classrooms. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. And you mentioned a few tools that some of the teachers are using, like Google Docs and creating public service announcements. Are there other digital writing tools that you're seeing out there now that seem to be um, useful, not only because of their hip and shiny and new, but also because you see teachers using them in innovative ways? What other tools have you seen as you've been visiting classrooms? Yeah, I, um, you know, we're very fortunate in Chester. We have um, instructional coaches, um, not only for math and literacy, but for technology. We have uh, hybrid positions where they are uh, part of the day teaching computers or part of the week teaching computers and then the other part they are supporting their colleagues with integrating technology and uh, a few years ago came across uh, an app that's uh, called book the book creator app and um, originally it was only available you know through ipad um, and and now it's um, chrome enabled and so last year uh, i made mention of it um in one of my, uh, I think, bulletins I send out on a, on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, or uh, I tweeted it out or something, and, and one of our uh, tech coaches and third grade uh, special education teachers, um, Melissa Benny, our third grade um, special education teacher, Jerry Castro, our technology coach at the uh, Bragg uh, Elementary School, um, you know, got a hold of this uh, app website and uh, said, hey, you know what, we can uh, implement this uh, in our third grade language arts class. And so they collaborated together, they researched it, they planned a uh, unit of study, and they leveraged the power of the book creator app to create their own stories. I, I can't remember about what the subject was or topic was, um, but it was pretty cool uh, to see that finished product. Um, and I, I visited the, the class a few times to see um, yeah, at the beginning stages of when the students were creating their, their, um, their writing on the book creator app and then the final product. And I thought that was really special. Um, and so the Book Creator app is definitely one where um, students are now able to publish, you know, fairly easily, which, um, you know, 20 years ago, yeah, you could publish, but it, 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 it took another, you know, five or 10 steps to get it out there to the world. Uh, now, you know, with a few taps of the screen or clicks of the mouse, um, students' work can be out there for, for all to enjoy, um, which is pretty neat. Um, and I, I really look at um, accessibility tools, accessibility features, um, you know, whether it's the, uh, the uh, voice to text feature, which again, people um, may not necessarily know about, um, and they're still learning about it, but it's within uh, Google Docs. And whether a student's a, a struggling writer or has um, physical limits in terms of what they're able to do with their hands to write, this is a great tool for students to, to really get the, the writing process going, um, I believe. Um, so you look at that voice to text feature um, and, you know, extending out that writing piece and being able to speak to your writing. 
I think is another component. Um, so whether, as I mentioned before, the PSAs or you look at, look at a tool, uh, whether it's like Flipgrid, right, or even Zoom. We're on Zoom right now, um, or Google Hangouts, or, you know, so you not only, and we preach this in, in our schools, not only do you have to be able to write or create a project, but you also have to be able to speak to it and speak to it not only in front of people in the physical world, but speak to it um, articulately and clearly in, in, the, in the digital world and being able to, to be on a camera or be on a microphone and, and speak to that writing. And so that's just another um, way that we kind of approach things in the Chester School District. Um, and uh, again, I think we're in one of the most exciting times in education. I really do. Um, yeah, just with the resources we have available to us. I wish I could, um, you know, get into the classroom again. I, I kind of do it a little bit as an adjunct professor at Drew University, but uh, um, it's definitely an exciting time to be in education because of the technology we have available to us as educators and as students. That's amazing. And, and even just to pick up on some of those themes that you're talking about with accessibility and the inquiry that happens over a sustained period of time, it's one thing to introduce the tool and say, okay, this week we're making our quick books and we're going to publish them on Friday and we're done. But it sounds to me like you're having teachers that are taking their students through multiple levels of revision and inquiry and feedback, and then they're sharing with a, a broader audience. And so they're using that tool in a very intentional way. It's not just a, oh, wow, look, we can make a little digital doodad and put it out there. No, we're, we're really trying to express ourselves both in words, in image, through aesthetically pleasing design and share that in a productive way. That, that's, that's really smart. I like that. So yeah, speaking to that next kind of idea then, um, you have written a book and you're trying to think about how to help educators, especially those that are instructional technologists and other types of coaches. Tell us a little bit more about the book and kind of your perspective and what you're trying to bring as a leader of other leaders in education. Yeah, again, it goes back to connections, Troy. You know, I talked about that earlier here in the podcast. Um, I first met uh, Emily Davis. Um, we were both uh, emerging leaders, ASCD emerging leaders in 2014. And I just happened to be sitting next to Emily at um, this conference. And we began chatting. And uh, at the time, she was working for the New Teacher Center out in California, uh, supporting teachers, uh, mentoring, coaching what have you. And um, we, we were just able to connect and, and share a, a common um, idea about education. And we, we stayed in touch for, for many years after that and worked on some projects um, related to the new teacher center. And um, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, we were on the phone talking and we we're saying, you know what, let's, let's write a book. And so we were brainstorming and we were thinking and we we're like, you know, there, there really isn't much out there. There's a lot out there about coaching but there's not a lot out there about coaching and technology and instructional coaches are now tasked with coaching in the digital world. Um, and uh, we know that districts are spending millions and millions of dollars on technology and students are using technology every day. And it's just a really uh, neat time to be in education. So let's, 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 Emily was, was great with, with technology, with uh, mentoring and coaching um, I have a little bit of the background as well in that, but more along the lines of technology. And so 
we kind of put our brains together and uh, developed this book called Tech Request, uh, a guide for supporting educators in the digital world, where it kind of uh, walks educators through, coaches through, um, you know, what it means to be a coach in the year 2019. And um, how can you as a coach leverage uh, technology uh, in a way that um, not only makes your, yourself as a coach a better coach and educator, but also able to support your colleagues in the digital world, whether your, your colleague is, is a school or district leader, a classroom teacher, um, a um, child study team member, what have you, how can you help them use technology better each and every day? And we also talk about you know, things that have nothing to do with technology. We talk about how to have conversations, how to have those difficult conversations with your colleagues when um, um, you're, you're seeing things that, that could improve or, um, you know, and, and how do you, um, as, as, a, as a coach, um, evolve as an educator um, and stay current? Because that's what you're tasked with. As a coach, you have to stay current. You have to be ahead of the game so that you can come back to your, your setting and, and share the great things that are going on in education. Uh, we talk about developing um, uh, plans, um, developing goals and, and things for not only classrooms, but schools and districts and how you do that as a coach um, and, and include technology in those goals and in those plans. Um, so we walk people through that, the reader through that, and um, it, it's pretty neat. We've been able to, um, this past summer, we had a two-day um, instructional coach uh, symposium uh, with NJASCD, um, which was uh, well attended and uh, well received. Um, uh, this month, I'm, or next month, I'm going down to um, Central New Jersey, South Jersey, South Jersey, to work with the Tech Coaches Association uh, for New Jersey and, and talk about some of the key components in our book. Um, and, and within my own district, um, I try to um, pick the brains of our instructional coaches and share with them uh, strategies and techniques that um, will help them be become better coaches and supporting um, uh, their colleagues as well. So it's um, uh, something that we're really proud of this work, this book, and uh, continue to uh, expand out um, uh, throughout the state, throughout the country, throughout the world with our work. That's amazing. And again, I hear that ethos of you trying to elevate the skills that people have build on their strengths and then also help them engage, like you mentioned, those difficult conversations. I mean, that's mm -hmm. part of what it means to be human. And I think when you layer in the teaching aspect and the technology aspect, many teachers, I don't know if insecure is the right word, but we, we feel like, you know, it's us, we're up on stage and we want to put our best self forward. So to be a tech coach and an instructional coach, those are always difficult conversations because you're talking about something that people may feel a little worried about being the, using tech in front of their students, but then also teaching is who we are. And so those are two really complicated places to have a conversation about teaching with people. So I'm glad that you're out there helping other instructional technologists figure out how to do that. Yeah, it's all about taking risks, you know, and, and people need to understand. I really try to do this in Chester, like it's take a risk. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. I mean, really, it's okay if it doesn't work. Um, yeah. And, and we go back to the drawing board and we figure something else out. But more often than not, it does work. Um, and if it doesn't work, it's a minor thing and you figured it out and, and you adjust and you move on. And so it's all, you know, it's really about taking risks. Right. 
Well, and I wonder for you, I know this has been for me in my teaching, is that I often now will tell students, like, we're going to try something today. I don't quite know if this is going to work. Here's what I hope is going to happen using this technology, but it's new for me and it's going to be new for you. So let's give it a try. Here's how I've done it in the past, but I'm going to try something new. And, and I, I feel that most people are starting to warm up to that idea that the teacher doesn't need to be the be all end all expert in the front of the room, but that they can, they can learn with, which I think is pretty important. So with that, like if you had to boil it down to like one little Twitter sized nugget of advice, uh, what have you been saying a lot here at the beginning of the school year? What are, what, what are the words of encouragement and support that you are typically offering educators here, especially um, as we enter the new school year? Absolutely. Uh, the focus of this school year is to kind of um, validate the, the, the great things that you're doing as an educator, reflect, right? Reflect on what you're doing currently as an educator and then evolve, you know, and I, I was joking. I was, I actually gave the opening keynote at our um, opening day in service. Um, uh, my superintendent approached me in five or six months ago and said, Hey, you know, you should do it. You know, typically you bring somebody in um, sure. and I'm tasked with that. And I, I enjoy uh, finding great people to bring into our day. I said, all right, I'll do it. And, uh, and so anyway, um, and that, 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 that was the message of, of my uh, brief keynote was that, you know, we need to celebrate and validate what you do as educators, because I'm in your classrooms all the time. I see the great things that are going on. Um, but I also want you to reflect on what you do. And I also want you, you to, um, evolve, you know, status quo is not an option. We, we need to, to, to be better every day, better than we were the day before. And um, we're really trying to focus on, um, you know, the research. Um, we, we decided to, to kind of um, look at John Hattie and visible learning. Um, and, you know, there, there's, there's critics out there of, of that research, but there's, you know, with, with any other research, there's a, people can find positives and negatives. And, um, you know, his research is based off the research of others. So, um, you know, we kind of looked at, all right, well, let's look at this research. Let's look at the effect sizes. What are we doing well based on that research and where can we improve? Um, and it was pretty neat. You know, just something like the jigsaw method, you know, um, something that, you know, maybe most of us have done at some point in time. Maybe we were doing it correctly, maybe not, but we're really focusing on that. Why? Because the research shows that that jigsaw method has a high effect size on student achievement. Um, and, but it has to be done the right way. You know, that's where, so we're seeing people taking risks, researching these instructional methods and, and going back to the classrooms and trying them out. Um, and so, uh, that's what we're doing this school year, kind of just, you know, really trying to focus on what we do well and, and then how can we get better? Yeah. Just to summarize that again, I believe you said to validate, to reflect and to evolve. That yeah. sounds like some pretty good verbs. I appreciate yeah. that as educators and thinking about what we might do each day. So as we come to the end of our conversation here, um, I'm also curious this season just to hear about the effects that writing has on everybody's life as a professional. Um, obviously, you've written a book, you blog, you use social media, you're probably writing dozens of emails and memos and uh, materials for your professional development sessions. You write in a variety of different ways. How would you say that writing affects you as an educator and as a person? Yeah, I really believe, you know, you asked me 10 years ago if I would write a book or, or a blog or tweet or 
be on a podcast, I would have laughed at you. Um, but it, 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 you really have opportunities here in education and, and opportunities to share. Um, I really believe that sharing is important. You know, years ago, people didn't share um, in the educational world like they do now. Um, people are sharing at high levels. Uh, I still think we have really you know, an area to grow there in terms of sharing. But uh, it's just a great time to be in education, to share. And through writing, you can share. Uh, whether you write a book, whether you write a blog, um, you write a tweet, um, you're, you, you're able to get your thoughts out there and understand perspectives that are going on um, in, in the educational world because not everybody thinks like you do. And I think it's, it's, it's great to um, kind of have, have that uh, collegial um, debates and, and conversations about um, what does and does not work in education, either from a leadership, teaching, uh, learning perspective. And we're able to do that through writing um, and through sharing and understanding and, and listening and learning. And, um, you know, I, I just, it's given me a great opportunity to do that. Um, I want that opportunity for others whether they're my colleagues or friends or, or students um, to just know that, you know, through writing, you have uh, the ability to um, get the word out about uh, your passions. Um, and even if you impact one person uh, somewhere in the world uh, through your writing, uh, then, then you know what, then that's a job well done. And, um, you know, you continue doing that and then that one person will turn into, into many. And so writing um, for me and for others has uh, had an impact, a tremendous impact, and uh, continue to look to, to write more in the future and um, help others um, uh, with the writing process. Well, we certainly look forward to reading it. And I appreciate your time today. I thank you for the work that you do with and for other educators. And uh, just appreciate that you were here with us on Writing Matters. Thank you. Thank you, Troy. Keep fighting the good fight. Writing Matters with Dr. Troy Hicks is a writable podcast. Discover more episodes and subscribe on your favorite streaming platforms. Or check out filmed episodes on YouTube. And if you want to learn how to grow great writers, check out writable.com.